How you doing? Welcome to another episode of the Godfather, Godfather Part, Part 2 Minute. Minute. My name is Alex Robinson. My name is Andy Robinson. And we're talking about Minute Number 82, 82 of the Godfather, Godfather Part, Part two. 2. Alex, repeat after me. A minuto. A minuto. Numero. Numero. 82. 82. That's it? 82. 82. Mm-hmm. Minuto. Numero. You got it. Uh, minute number 82, we get uh, at the police checkpoint in Cuba, one of the rascally rascally rebels cries out, Viva Fidel! As he blows himself up and takes out the captain of the guard with him. That afternoon, on a sunny rooftop, Hyman Roth's enormous birthday cake is wheeled out and the geriatric gangster begins to welcome his criminal cronies. Geriatric gangster. <laughs> Great geriatric gangsters. <laughs> Really? What, you don't think he's geriatric? Yeah, I guess he is. He's always accurate about his age. That's true, yeah. (laughs) We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to Oh, sure, we'll get to that. (laughs) Um, What do you got? First of all, an update, as we learn in this minute, (gasps) the gentleman in the backseat with Mikey is, in fact, Johnny Johnny Ola, not Sam Roth. Uh And the driver of the car is not Sam Roth. Definitely not. He's definitely a one-line, one-line Cuban driver. Unless he is the illegitimate half-brother of Hyman Roth. Mm, The shadow brother. That's right. A question. Simone Roth. (laughs) It's like Um, Hyman and Simon. Hyman and Simon Roth. (laughs) Hyman and Simone Roth. Ryman Ryman and Simon Roth. Roth. Um, Is... We know this was filmed in the Dominican Republic. Yes. Do uh, is the Dominican accent substantially different than a Cuban accent? Like if someone was Probably. watching this movie in Cuba, would they look at the driver and go, "Oh my god, that guy sounds so much like he's from the Dominican Republic." Well, the driver only speaks English in this scene. Oh, that's true. You're right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, okay. But yeah. but I said, but there are other yeah. times you hear Spanish being spoken. Yeah, like the president or the translator is interpreting. That's right. Yeah, I well, wonder. Interpreters if tend to use a more formal, yeah, neutral more sound, standardized like, like newscaster accent. kind of exactly. Kind of but to answer your question, I think yes, and definitely Dominicans and Cubans would say they speak differently. Yeah, that's probably true. I probably I could probably pick up on a few things, but it's been a few years. Cubans speak very quickly. Yes, very quickly. Yes. Must be a communist thing. <laughs> well, the most, <laughs> <laughs> to me, the most famous Cuban, aside from Fidel Castro, mm-hmm. is uh, Desi Arnaz. Oh yeah, or Ricky That's Ricardo right. on I mm-hmm. Love Lucy, and he was famous for going into really long, really you know, quick, quick speaking Cuban, Cuban dialect. So I guess you know, because I was going to say, well, also Cuba was so isolated. You think that they were, mm-hmm. but they were only isolated from the U.S. Cubans could go to the Dominican yeah. Republic, no problem. And that's right. So that doesn't really. Although could, I wonder, hmm, I wonder how much travel freedom Cubans yeah, had. Because as soon as they got out of the country, they could possibly yeah. make their way to America. I mean, they're famous for for getting on very treacherous boats to try to get out. So maybe it isn't so. Do you, think, uh, would, do you say that's what they're most famous for? I would say they are famous for. Yeah, well, I'm saying no, would, cigars. Would cigars. 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 Cigars.
By the way, now that we've seen it, well, we'll get to that part of the minute. But yeah, throughout this whole saga, Alex, I, I've every now and then when you say something that kind of surprises me, I go, oh, <laughs> as as Hyman Roth does in this minute. Yeah, we'll get in the next we'll part. Get there, of we'll the get minute. there. <laughs> I thought you go, Johnny, whenever I come in. So yes, yeah, so that is not uh, Sam Roth in the back seat. It is a very dapper. Uh, Johnny Ola. Yeah, Johnny does not seem concerned about this. This military it says it's nothing. Stop and search. Yeah, it's like it's nothing. The police are cleaning it up. Well, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. Roth thinks it's nothing. There've yeah. been there've been guerrillas in, since the twenties. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is this is not a big deal. Yeah. So and uh, since Johnny is Roth's Sicilian messenger boy, he yeah. just he just parrots whatever Roth yeah. says. <laughs> he should have said it's nothing. Have an orange. He should have like <laughs> constantly be offering people oranges. He doesn't even say it's nothing. He's like, look, I have an orange for you, Michael. Look <laughs> <laughs> up to magic trick. <laughs> it's the best. What do you call it? The misdirection. Misdirection. That's it. <laughs> Uh, misdirection whenever they bring up something that we don't want them yeah. to discuss bring out the orange Johnny <laughs> make, just make sure you have enough with you Operation Oranges <laughs> you even see well we'll get to that later in the minute <laughs> uh, so the, yeah then there's the scene where the uh, oh, oh, oh we're not there yet we're still with the the military thing oh yeah that's what I was going to say yeah, that, yeah. that the they're frisking a bunch of the locals uh-huh. and then one guy I guess who's about to be frisked is just like screw it I'm going to get caught with this hand grenade anyway and then he he, it's very awkward staging of how this mm-hmm. like the they the guys the the soldiers don't seem to know what to do and the guys it seems like if sometimes the guys started yelling and like they would be more like on top of him he the the rebel pushes one of the guards aside yeah and and kind of pushes past through him yeah. that guard meanwhile takes a second to pull out his pistol cock it yeah but that's rifle. No, it's a pistol. Oh, pistol. Okay. Yeah, and then by that point, the rebel is is in a grapple with the the captain of the guard, right. and that guard, the the guard who he who pulled out his pistol is kind of backs away from that and goes goes to help help crowd control crowd control with yeah, the yeah. other rebels that are yeah. being searched or potential. Yeah. I shouldn't say rebels, potential rebels. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> innocent feel proven. Yeah. Well, we don't know if that's true in Cuba. Is it innocent feel proven guilty oh, even in Cuba? I, I think you're guilty until you didn't I think have, you're guilty straight period. <laughs> you didn't have much interaction with law enforcement in your in your brief no, brief didn't. sojourn no. on uh, probably for the best. You know what it is in Cuba? It's guilt uh, it's guilty depending who you voted for. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> After all, they are communists. Uh, there'll be no uh, gorillas in the casinos and swimming pools. <laughs> yeah, the the captain of the guard doesn't seem to. It's awesome we're referring to him as the captain of the guard. We don't really know that yet until Michael. <laughs> well, I recognize his insignia on his, oh, on his uh, uniform. Oh, so. I see. You've been doing your oh. homework. Oh. Um, he, I don't know if he's just looking at if he's looking at, at his phone or looking at uh, his gold telephone or if he's looking at pig. <laughs> he doesn't notice the guy. He doesn't even no. look up when the guy goes ah, blah, 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 yeah. until until he's like right on top of him. Which is crazy. In 1959, what could you possibly be distracted by ten feet away when someone is already screaming and yeah. and, and, and in a scuffle with your 
with your guards, with the people in your command. Does it happen maybe frequently? Like, is this the kind yeah. of thing where, you know, like, like when you see cops arresting someone and the other cops are just kind of like standing around waiting for it to, uh, yeah, you know, to go or whatever? They should, yeah. I wish they could, we could zoom in. You could see it's like, you know, it was like, like a Playboy centerfold or something. Uh, That's a good question. What is he looking at that is so distracting? Let's, let's speculate as to uh, what possible things yeah. he could be looking at. Gold telephone. Gold telephone. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he's just kind of daydreaming, looking off in the distance, thinking in deep thought. Maybe he's thinking. About he definitely looks like he's looking down at something. Like oh, he's really? looking at something in his hands. Uh, maybe to, to me, that's maybe what he it stepped looks like. in poop. Because we just see his back. Yeah, that's true. We don't know where yeah. his eyes are. Maybe he stepped in poop. He's just so embarrassed. He has to avert his eyes. Like everyone knows, I stepped in the poop. Mierda. <laughs> maybe he. Maybe he's recently demoted, oh. and he's just stewing about it. He's like, oh, I have to just waste my time doing these dumb rebel searches. <laughs> and uh-huh. he was demoted because he allowed the gorillas in the swimming oh, pool. Oh, that's rule number one. Do not, not allow like the gorillas in the, the swimming, swimming pool. pool. Alternately, maybe he's an American agent like pretending to be oh. a... Uh, Although the Americans would be on the side of the Cubans yeah, at this point because they're not communists. That's true. Yeah. They're not communists yet. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the Americans would have been on the side of the people suppressing the rebels. Yeah, so, so maybe he's a rebel. Oh. oh. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> I guess I don't know why he'd want... But maybe there were two different rebel cells and they didn't know it. Right, they didn't realize it. He's like, no, 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 no it's me, it's me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's like, code word knife, code word knife. Um, yeah, Actually, this, I like this, the, the code word for, hey, I'm also rebel is Viva Fidel. That was a oh. bad, bad choice of code word. <laughs> yeah, Viva Fidel means if you're a rebel, say so now because otherwise I'm going to kill you. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Let's talk about the bomb, Alex. It looked oh. like a package. It looked like a it looked like a parcel. Oh, I didn't I didn't kind of notice it. Kind of a gray wrapping, like yeah. that classic beige yeah. package wrapping. Package bomb. Maybe yeah. they were planning on mailing it and then they got, Maybe. They got, uh, they got stuck. Yeah. Mail yeah. to the president. Oh, here is a Christmas gift <laughs> from uh, Fidel Cat from your uh, from the Capri, the staff at the Capri. <laughs> um, it's all greasy and has wires. It's I always remember that. Maybe I was maybe I worked in schools, but I was at some point I saw warnings about if you ever sh- if you ever receive a package. You might know it's a bomb if, and they had all of these characteristics, like you hear a sound inside. Uh-huh. Uh, if if you it's greasy, it. why would greasy? I guess because it has has moving parts, and maybe there's oil in it, and so hmm. if it drips out. Yeah. And then uh, the other one is if, if there are any wires uh, poking through the ra- the <laughs> packaging. <laughs> I don't know where I saw this, but I, I saw it multiple strange. times. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, on the other end of the spectrum, over at uh, Rebel School, they're like, if you're going to mail a bomb, don't over-oil. That's the number one uh, mistake people make. Yeah. Don't over, don't have wires sticking out. It's just <laughs> yeah. sloppy. It's, you know, put it in a, in a flowers or something that's distracting <laughs> for, for people. So. Yeah, bomb-making yeah. school. Bomb-making school. That's it, there's Alex. Our, there's our product. Oh, I don't know. I'm just getting a little... I feel like we're... Uh, 
walking that fine line between freedom yeah. of expression and 72 hours having to explain yourself to Homeland Security. <laughs> we'll be uh, in Cuba soon. We, go to, we get sent to Gitmo. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I intended seeing Cuba, Alex. <laughs> Uh yeah, so the parcel, and it's not even that big of an explosion either. It's but not tell that to the captain of the guard who just lost his guts. <laughs> but like, it doesn't break the window of a car even. No, no. So you see the blood of the of the. Of oh, the, I didn't notice that. Yeah, you see like oh. the, a red smear of oh, the. Man. Uh, Great filming. So. By the way, this whole thing is filmed through the windshield, through the inside of Michael's car. Mm. You see yeah. the steering wheel, a little bit oh, of the dash, cool. and the shadow. Yeah. It's really cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, great effect. So then the explosion happens. Yeah. Do you think uh, they the we cut to Mikey after the, the when it when it blows up and you cut to Mikey like reacting? Yeah. And uh, do you think on some level he's like it's like a PTSD PSTD thing where it's reminding him of uh, well I guess what day of the week uh, do you think this happened? On? Oh, it's that? probably well it could be Monday or Tuesday, <laughs> no! <or> Wednesday. <laughs> So, uh, you know, it's another car explosion. I hear he yeah. is, you know, is he like... Yeah. Does, does, yeah. Does he, uh, I was yeah. wondering that, too. Well, you're talking about Sicily, when Apollonia was killed, right? Yes. I yes. was also thinking back to... maybe he saw close combat. That's true, in, yeah. Uh, World War Two. I thought he had to talk about that car that was in the driveway at the uh, at the Corleone house. Oh, yeah. when, that was nothing. Though. That was just that was an that accident. Was okay. That was just an accident. Nobody got Kay. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it was just an accident, Kay. <laughs> I, don't worry, that's not the car that Apollonia, Michael's first wife, was killed in. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, I wasn't <laughs> supposed to tell you that. <laughs> I don't know where he is. Yeah, you're going to strike that from the record. <laughs> I have no knowledge of where he is. He just starts <laughs> losing it. <laughs> Show cause. <laughs> it's business, not personal. Uh, Maybe Michael didn't see close... C- close combat in World War II. I mean, Sonny makes fun of him. Remember, he says, you got to get up close. It's not like shooting him from far away. Yeah, he only shot guys from... Uh, Maybe. From, from, what does he say? From 50 feet from away? From a mile away? From, does he, does he, I'll go back and check. Yeah, he does yeah. give a specific uh, distance. Does he? Yeah, he's like, it's, you're not uh, shooting from this, so you got to get it really close and go, bam! Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. 50 yards away? 50 uh, feet away? odd. Do you think he was a, a mile? Dr- was he a drone pilot? That seems too far. A mile oh. seems too far. Too far. I mean, away. he. Could, I mean, this is something he exaggerated. It yeah, could have been him just exaggerating. You're gonna shoot him from a mile away. You got to get up close. I yeah. think it might be a mile away. Oh, maybe, maybe. We'll ask. We'll answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anything else about the, uh, the the Cuba revolutionary scene before we get to the you know the main course of the minute? <laughs> I was trying to understand what the rebel was saying in Spanish. I, oh, yeah. I couldn't make it out except for the last part. Right, yeah. up Fidel, long yeah. live Fidel. Yeah. And I do like how they 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 write this whole part of the story, the Cuba part, yeah. in real historical context. Yeah. That's just cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. It adds some strength to it. Yeah. And I guess that was, that's true. GF1, nothing really... Um, tied to any particular thing gf3 the death of the pope that was a real thing mm-hmm. that happened that, yeah that they sort of used the use real life events to uh yeah in- and definitely in gf3 
the volatility of the immobiliary stock mm. was very real. That and was so a they, big news they, story. In they the piggybacked 70s. on that. 70s? When does the GF3 take place? Oh, I don't know. We'll get there, Pop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. I never remember the timeline because it was filmed in... When did it, was it released? In 90? In like 90... Uh, 91? Yeah. 90? But it took place earlier, of course. Yeah, but but it's not like Michael Corleone doesn't look like he's from the 70s. No one looks like they're from the 70s no. in it. No one has like, yeah. you know, weird sideburns and long hair yeah. and everything yeah, like that. I can never remember when that takes place. That's yeah. always been a stone in my shoe. <laughs> Bastardo. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing more about that. All right. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be, be talking next a little bit. week. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we will be talking about it probably next minute, though. Yeah, yeah. Because Michael... Uh, <laughs> Has some recollections. All yeah. right, segueing. Let's talk about the segue. So we cut from the revolutionary scene to a cake with Cuba on it being wheeled out on a cart. And not just that, Alex. It's 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 a cake of Cuba with a big old sparkler on it. Yes. And right after a bomb goes off. Very poor timing on the part of the... Uh, of the think, editor? Or the... On the part of the caterers who were like... Oh, because they didn't know... Well, the, they should have known. Oh, it should have. You know. says, 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 <laughs> there was a bomb. <laughs> Did you agree with that? There'd be a bomb in the cake. Well, that, <laughs> well it's funny. After seeing that, it, it could, looks like one of those cartoon bombs, big yeah. old spiklers, sparkler sticking out of it. But it's, but it also it also got me wondering. Now maybe they did it on purpose. The the characters the. Characters of the story uh-huh. poking fun at all the rebels and their bombs. Oh, look, we've got a bomb here too, and Cuba's blood getting blown. I don't think that's the case, but it's kind of funny to think about. So I guess we don't know who put the sparkler there. Was no. it was it requested by the by the, the Roth party, or is this <laughs> is this? Because I was wondering if this yeah. was just a like in America, the tradition is you put as number of candles there are for however old the person mm-hmm. is. But who knows? Maybe in Cuba it's a different it's a different tradition yeah. or whatever. But it is funny to think of it as a uh, as, as connecting to the bomb, though. You know yeah. what? I'm changing my story. I think it is a bomb. You think it is and a bomb? And no one knows. A rebel uh-huh. worked behind the scene. The rebel, the baker was a rebel. Mm-hmm. The bomb, but the... the, the service employee bring it out put the sparkler out the wick out before anyone knew well it's funny you mention that because uh i looked closely at it and mm-hmm. johnny ola is the one who takes the sparkler out mm. and, and 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 takes it out of the cake and then stops it from sparkling yeah. anymore so yeah. uh, I, I slowed down and watched johnny during the whole scene did you do that i did yeah. I, think it was I did that with a few of the characters because <laughs> yeah. it's such a so well, intriguing yeah, we'll group about, of folks we'll talk about that hey one so. more thing to support my theory that yes. it was a bomb yeah hyman roth because he's the geriatric gangsta uh-huh. the original g he's the OGG. <laughs> he that's why as we'll talk about in a minute that's why he has everyone else look at the cake first because he's like if it's gonna go if it's gonna go off i, I need to a, survive <laughs> that's the uh the lesson you learn from being is always show everyone else the cake before it gets exactly, to you so yeah. that it, uh, yeah, dino and eddie are no longer yeah. going to be supporting the operations in cuba because their heads were just blown off that's why he's there he wants a smaller piece because if it blows up oh. it just be a smaller you know like, <laughs> like a little little pop <laughs> Awesome. So the cake gets rolled in. Yes. Well, on mm-hmm. the cake, it's. I think it says... Um, it's the image, the geographic image of Cuba. Of it Cuba. Says Cuba. Yeah. 
But can you read what the oh, writing yeah, I says? I didn't even know. Did it say happy birthday? Well, I think it says 67 anos, meaning oh. 67 years old. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> so when the cake comes out, Hyman does make yeah, that sound. That's, oh. that's what I've been doing for years. And we finally <laughs> see it. I think it's the only time we see it. <laughs> that's awesome. So I think it says 67 years, and then it says some, there's something else underneath it. But maybe when they're cutting the cake, we can try mm. to read what the mm-hmm. rest of it says. But... Uh, so it's so 67. sixty-seven. According to the uh, Godfather Wikipedia, Hyman Roth was born December thirty-first, eighteen ninety-one. Whoa! Wow! And died in nineteen sixty. Okay, which would make him. We don't know what time of year. Probably he didn't. Yeah. He probably died before his birthday mm-hmm. in that year. Mm-hmm. So he would have been how old then? He was born in eighteen ninety-one and died. So that's sixty-nine. <laughs> Come on, seriously? So that, yeah. Well, no, but if he was born in, it, if it wasn't his birthday yet, he would be 68. 68, yeah. Right. So that means it's a year from, less than a year mm-hmm. from now. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, if he is, in fact, always accurate about his age. Oh. Which, which we'll have to. Uh, yeah. We can talk about that. Yeah. You do see Why s- do you think it... But, or, oh, keep going. We'll talk. Cole, about so, do you want to do that line now? Since I brought it up, that is the first thing he says. I hope my I hope my age is correct. I'm always accurate about my I'm age. Always, I love that. I'm always accurate <laughs> about my age. It's what a, great, a weird thing to say. I'm always accurate about my age. Yeah, let's talk about that. Alex, let's break it down. Let's break it down. What do you, why, first of all, why is he always accurate about his age? Well, that's true. I don't know if he is always accurate about his age. Mm. Because, well, first of all, I was going to say, sitting immediately to Hyman Roth's right is Sam Roth. Mm. That is Sam Roth. His picture is on the Wikipedia showing that that's Sam Roth. (laughs) And if anyone's going to be able to. Confirm his age or that he's lying is going to be his brother. Well, that's what he makes sh- show my brother the cake first. <laughs> he's the he's a notar- notarize the cake, notarize the cake, have <laughs> put it right up into his face. Well, so that's what made me question it for the first time because he says I'm always accurate about my age, and everyone kind of like laughs. That's true, which makes me wonder if if Hyman Roth is being if he's like being sarcastic mm. like is he famous for not I mean, oh. is he has he lied about his past age in the past and now he's saying this and everyone's like oh man you know is this like him being ironic yeah. being dryly ironic and, dry and if cake. that is the case is Hyman in on the joke is he saying it as a joke because everyone knows that or right. is he still trying to sell that but everyone just knows he's like, lying did he at one point was he forced to testify and oh. he was he managed to somehow get it under that his age like he got out of a oh. indictment because the <laughs> age a year was wrong on oh like the God. thing or something like that is that the is the, that is awesome you know that like, would be the gr- a great Story for why. <laughs> what a great insight. Not even it's a, a joke why he makes yeah. that. We should ask, totally... ask the fast defa- Justice Department. I'm always accurate about my age. <laughs> like, uh, we should do, you know, they've done like spin off, no- you know, they've done novels that take place in between GF1 and GF2. We should yeah. do one from the point of view of Hyman Roth oh. and establish that story that mm-hmm. he's, that, that he's, oh, uh, yes. You know. And which makes more sense why in GF2 he's, he's all upset about the Justice Department. Right, and, uh, yeah, yeah. The government. <laughs> <laughs> 
So wow! Um, so he never loses. He's always accurate. He's about always his accurate age. about his age. <laughs> so let's assume we, we already went off on that. That he's lying about it. It's a joke. Yeah. Let's just say it's true. Let's and say it is. It is. It's true. He is being accurate. He's that being he's ac- always accurate yes, about his age. He, yes. Okay. Why would you say that? And why not say? But why would why would you always be accurate about your? Why is he pointing out that he's always accurate about his age? It's strange because typically, if you think about someone lying about their age, mm-hmm. the stereotype is it's usually women lying about their age, mm. like shaving off a few years, or, oh. or you know, like not, you know, it's rude to ask a woman her age is mm-hmm. generally the the mm-hmm. old adage. I don't know if it's true anymore or not, but so it it, it sort of sounds like a almost gives a sort of feminine side to Heinrich Roth that he's. Like unlike wow. other people, he's always accurate about his age, and he's only sixty-seven. Well, that's a, but in nineteen fifty-nine, in nineteen fifty-nine, that would be like more of a thing. Now. But at what age is he as alleged to have started lying about his age? Mm. So anyway, it's we don't know. Yeah. It's, it's so it's you know why does he make a point of always being accurate about maybe his age? because he's gotten criticism for being the geriatric the OGG. And but he owns it. He's like, I'm the oldest one. I'm around because I make money for my partners, and I'm not going to lie and say I'm 40 just so I can get more business and stay in the game. I am 67, and I am Hyman Roth. I'm always accurate <laughs> I'm about Roth, my age. <laughs> I, that's that's kind of what my first my instinct is. That's why he's saying it. Well, is he substantially older than? I think so. Like how old was? I think those guys are all in their thirties. They look older. Oh, no, no, but, I don't mean the people here. I don't mean. Um, I mean like the other bosses, like Tartaglia or Barzini um, or. I think he's old. Don Corleone. Yeah. I think those guys are are younger than we think. But Don Corleone was was older than Hyman Roth because when we we see in that deleted scene, uh, Don Corleone's already oh, like an right. old Back adult, then, and yes. Hyman Roth is like a teenager, or maybe but, he just seems like a teenager because he's slight and he makes people think he's older. True. So maybe yeah. he's actually younger than sixty-seven. But yeah. because he, because when he was younger, he was trying to act older. He kind of mm-hmm. had to lock into yeah, like, the, oh, yeah, I'm twenty-five yeah. years old. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway. It's always accurate. I mean, I'm just thinking back to GF1 at the meeting of the, the families. Yeah. How old was Hyman Roth then? Well, yeah. Because he was... Those guys may have seemed old, but this is that was already how many years ago? Uh, Seven years. Seven ago. years ago? Yeah. I still think seven Hyman years Roth would have been 60 at that point. I still think he was older than Barzini and Then like Cuneo or... Yeah, I mean, I think those guys were probably in their... 50s. Hmm. I mean, people just looked old back then. And these guys smoked. They're crime yeah, bosses. Fast life. They're sitting out there in the sun. That was what I thought I during know. this whole scene. I'm like, oh my gosh, it must be so hot sitting out there in the I sun. Know. But, and they're wearing those but coats. there's also, there was an ozone layer back then. And, like, you could sit out in the oh, sun yeah. and it was no big deal. <laughs> really? It felt less hot? I think you could sit out in the sun. Well, it depends, on, of course, on other factors. Yeah. Wind, breeze, that kind of stuff like that. But I feel like... In the olden days, you could sit out in the sun longer and not yeah. get burned as quickly as you do now. Yeah. But yeah. I could be wrong. I Maybe think they're also people in, in hotter areas acclimate to it, too. I just see them all standing around wearing these 
suits jackets and stuff. jackets and yeah. michael's bodyguard even takes his hat off and kind of looks up at the sun yeah. and looks at his well, hat he's, all, he's, all, hat. he's the man in black he's yeah. all dressed in black so yeah uh, tough. <laughs> um all right so he's always accurate about his age all right let's just you know what let's uh take him at his word he's 67 and, he, and he's always accurate about his age okay Resume, for some reason we are assuming Hyman Roth is he, is not lying about any of his, his, his things. So, <laughs> yeah. but we have no other we have no other proof. Well, just take way. him on his word, so, Alex. Yeah, come yeah, on, just uh, assume best intent. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing he says mm-hmm. is make sure <laughs> make sure that everybody sees the cake before we cut it. Uh huh. And and then the, the 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 food service employee goes and. Pretty well, quickly shows. Well, why when after right after Hyman Roth says that Johnny Ola turns to the guy and I'm guessing says it in Spanish to make sure that the guy knows That's right. knows yeah. what what is going on. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, so. Uh, and he shows. Him. Yeah, it's, so that's a strange. Uh, that is a peculiar thing, also. So our mother always laughed at that scene, and I remember she to- told me that that was a very Jewish custom. Oh yeah, I can see that. That's and I, that always just stuck in my head because I I'd never witnessed that. Yeah, does that make sense? I mean, Is that, are you aware of that? Our mother probably had more experience with older Jewish people than we have had. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're going to take her at her word. She's yeah. always accurate about her Jewish stereotypes. Her, her ethnic customs. <laughs> her ethnic customs. Yeah. I like that it parallels the showing of the gold telephone. Yeah. That like well, the, the guy has just mm-hmm. made sure everyone saw his gold telephone. Now Hyman Roth makes sure everyone <laughs> sees his cake. It's not even that fancy of a cake. Part of me wondered, wonders it's it's or is nice. this just because it's 1960, so to us it doesn't seem like that. That's where I was going. Yeah. I mean, back then... You didn't have cable. You barely had television. You didn't have phones. So mm-hmm. things were a bigger deal, right? Like a cake was a really nice, nicely made cake was something to see. I, well, and I guess that really makes Nazarene's cake all the more impressive yeah. in GF1 because that one was like a multi-tier. Now you can understand why everyone could see the cake. Yes. But Hyman Ross cakes, it's, it's, it's like a one, a one layer affair, one one tier affair. No, you didn't see all those wires sticking out of it? And the green <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Those were no wires. The <laughs> greasy cake. No! <laughs> all right. Uh, it's time for that paywall to come a crashing down. We're always accurate about our paywall. That's right. Always accurate about our paywall. So if you want to hear the rest of the episode, you can go to godfatherminute.com slash support and show your support for the show by becoming a Patreon supporter. And just make sure that you show your support to everyone before we cut it. 